the star, the star, the star. Yeah, yeah, y'all already know, y'all already know. Seven the pants, seven the pants. That dude fizz on the fizz on the feet. Yeah, yeah. We live in entertainment, we entertainment. Sound shape, sound shape, sound shape. Crown the king, crown the king, crown the king. This is where it get ill. About to have a tip off live as a tip drill. From the court to the diamond to the track to the big skin flying round the field. Starting five forever keeping the real. If it matters in the world of sports, world of sports, jeans and long sleeves, they taking no shorts. So hot the devil, yes. These other sports podcasts live as a pro's corpse. This market wave is starting five goes off, goes off. No matter who you cheer for, emotions out the window. They analyzing with clear thoughts, clear thoughts. They take it way deeper than the boys ever for. No longer got any use for the four letters. The latest news, score stats in the view from the sideline. Ain't no guideline, it's just the truth, just the truth. Yeah. No need to dig for a part in line. It's always in season if you can start five, start five. We're going in on three, run the baseline, start five, kid. We got what you need. We got what you need. If the sports news you seek, we don't waste time. We talking cause we live. We got what you we need. What you yeah. need. We're going in on three. Run the baseline, start five, get it. We got what you we need. Got what time need. And y'all know me, seven sign, I'm the illest cat stick. I got what you need. I got what you need. I got what you need. That goes out to the fucking New York City. I fucking hate you. It's the mayor, that DJ named Ace Five. That's it. I'm pissed off today. TJ, what's good with you? We're good, man. We sure you guys were in a better mood, but I'm good. You know, enjoying JP, the last days of the fall. What up? What up? What's going on, y'all? What's up, everybody out there? <sighs> do I want to go off now, or do I want to save it for the end of the show? Because I'm get it out your system. Get it nah. out your system now, bro. You can't bottle it's... it up. Just get it out now. You're not. Fuck. You're not gonna remember. You're not remember no, how I'm you feel remember later. it. I'm going to remember it because I've been feeling like this shit since yesterday. It's been the talk of work all week. It's been the talk of the city all week. And a big fuck you goes out to Bill de Blasio. And a big fuck you is going to go out to the probably the next future mayor, Eric Adams. These motherfuckers here, which again, I, I feel like a dickhead voting for Bill de Blasio now. They, I'm never voting again. And I'm saying this on camera. I'm saying this on video, on our channel. Fuck you politicians who we put in position to do what we feel is right for us as a people. But then when the people are asking for a choice over their own body, you put them in the fucked up position of either take something that they don't want or affect their livelihood, which is their paycheck and their income. I'm a person who talks about consequences all the time. I get it. I get it. You want to go this way? Fine. Deal with the outcome on the other end. But when it gets to the point where you are affecting people's livelihoods, you're now affecting people's families. And I, we're talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about the vaccine. I'm talking about this shit. And I will full transparency. I fucking caved in. 
went against everything that I felt and got the first shot today. I'm not happy about it. I'm not proud about it because up until now, I've never got a positive COVID test. They just gave us as employees the okay to, okay, well, if you're not going to get the vaccine, get tested every week. I was fine with that. And I was doing it as requested on time, not playing games, going straight from work to the testing sites and then going home as required. And to me, this is the type of fucking swan song you want to make as a piece of shit mayor that you came out to be. I know people are cool with this mandate shit out there. But again, I'm speaking from the standpoint of I've never had COVID. I've tested and never caught COVID. So why did I ever have to fear ever getting COVID to go and run and put this shit in my body that I did not want in my body? But now I got it in me because I know where my family stands and I know where I stand. I can't afford to miss a paycheck. If I had 10, 20 grand in the bank account right now, I would still be fighting on my morals and I would have not gotten a thing until this situation would have been solved because I would have had money to stay home. And they know that a lot of us don't. A lot of us do not. And to me, as politicians, this is the crooked way that they wanted to go about it to fucking force our hands. One clap for you. You won against me. And I hope y'all feel good about that. And that's all I got to say on that. Fuck y'all. Fuck everybody. Fuck people who agree with it too. And especially I said fuck Eric Adams and I'm not voting. I, I, he had my vote until I heard today that he wants to, as soon as they fast track this shit for kids 5 to 12 years old or 8 to 12 years old, he's going to mandate all children have to take this to be in school. Take this thing that I can still catch COVID with, I can still pass it to everybody in my family with pre-existence and conditions or not. I can still pass this shit on. Everybody vaccinated can still pass this shit on. And now you're going to force it upon our children now to go to school. Fuck you. Nobody's ever getting my vote until there's a real candidate for the people for real. I get it. They're supposed to have public health as their concern. A part of their concerns and what they what they run with, what they think. And if YouTube pulls this down, fuck YouTube too. I, I really don't care right now. I really don't. That's how fuming I, I've been all day. But I get the fact of that. But if people don't feel the need to want to put something in their body that they don't want, this ain't Texas where they're telling people you can't get abortions. This ain't the fucking Middle East. This ain't this country or that any country. This ain't a communist country out here where they can dictate and people just go along with it. I'm done. I'm I'm done. TJ, you could lead this show because you know where we're going. 
where you want to start with the NBA or NFL? Because uh, people need to stop listening to us for picks at this point. <laughs> JP, we're going games of the week this week. And now we're including the NBA, NBA since the NBA season just started. We're going to include NBA basketball games. This week we'll do three basketball games, two football, and then we'll, we'll flip-flop them each week to where the next week it'll be three NFL games and two basketball games. So, JP, we'll give the floor to you, man. Where do you want to go? You want to go football or basketball? What do you think is one of the games of the week for you to, for, for us to all watch? Well, <clears throat> I haven't really looked at the NBA schedule for this week coming up. So let's go to football. Let's go, go ahead. My pick this week? Gonna be an interesting game. Las Vegas Raiders versus your Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Raiders. My Raiders, I'm gonna go with them, but it won't surprise me if Philly goes in there and steals one today. It won't surprise me. Um well we need it. We need we need it. Uh and and just to I'll make my pick and get it out of the way. I'm obviously going to oppose you, but <laughs> but <laughs> we, we we need the win. I know the Ra- the Raiders need a little bit of a boost because of the shakeup that just went down. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, just off GP, I'm going against you. My I'm I'm gonna stick with my Eagles. Um, I think our defense might pull this one out. I'm sticking with the Raiders. I'm gonna stick with the Raiders, but I think it is going to be a close game. And it might come down to who has the last possession. If Raiders win this game, they'll be five and two, which is, which is, um, you know, better than I expected. Better than I expected. I'm just waiting for you new coaches would to be exact. You know, I was a sold on Gruden from the door. You know that four years he really ain't done shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, again, it, it you could put it as you could point the finger at the coach all you want. It's about the personnel. That gets picked up to line up for you. Yeah, and the drafting, some of the drafting, I think was 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 suspect too. I mean, they they rugs like they hitting on rugs now. Rugs is, is really starting to produce, but there's been a couple other picks where it was hit or miss as well. True so, indeed. We'll, we'll see, man. They got some talent on that team, man. So we'll see what's going to happen. Cool, TJ. Where do you pick on that game? Uh. Damn, if I say one, it's going to be the opposite because this is what has been happening consistently for the past three <laughs> weeks. <laughs> I really want the I want the Raiders I want the Raiders to win this game. I mean, as a team, they're better, they're more talented on paper than what Philly has, but Philly has been shown that they can get their shit together and pull out a win when they when they want to. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm going with the Raiders. I mean, it's a home game for the Raiders, correct? They're playing in Vegas today. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you got to go with the home team on this one. Um, I just like the way they're set up. Maybe this will bring them closer together as a unit because the whole situation going down with Gruden and everything like that. They were like, oh, we got is us type shit. So um, that could be a rallying cry for the season, and they can might run off three or four wins behind this, you know, regardless who's coaching. Um, so we'll see. But um, I'm going to take the Raiders. Watch Philly win by two. Yeah, I could dig that. I could dig that. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna take this to the NBA. 
And since since JP's picking against each, you know, since we, he's picking against my team, even though our teams play each other this week, our teams also play this Tuesday in the NBA. New York Knicks versus the Philadelphia 76ers. Yes. It's looking yes. like it's gonna it's in New York City. ESPN radio is covering it as I'm looking at via the NBA website. Um 7:30 on TNT Tuesday. Uh mm. Mm. You know what? Hold on a second. I'm gonna save that. That y'all know that's the pick, but I'm we're gonna save that for the fifth one because that's gonna lead into our other topic. So we're not gonna go no further on that. TJ, right. you pick. Uh, going against my New York Giants today. Uh, they should have no business winning this game today, even with a banged up uh, Carolina team. Um. Mm. There's a lot of turmoil on that team in terms of injuries, personnel issues. It's just it's just a clusterfuck over there. It's, I can't explain it any better than that. I expected more f- from this squad with the talent that they have. Um, Daniel Jones, he's a game manager. He's not he's not going to be the quarterback that we need. Saquon can't stay healthy. We got talented wide receivers, but nobody can get them the ball. And I don't damn sure don't know what happened to the defense this year. That was our calling card, our trump card coming into the season. Our defense was supposed to be, you know, they were a top 10 defense last year. And I don't know. They're the, they're, they're slunging down in like in the thirties somewhere. So um, uh, it's, it's Carolina probably by 14 after the Rams mauled them last week. I, 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 I don't, I don't expect anything different this week. That's yeah. my pick. I'm I'm rocking with Carolina also who is currently up right now 3 nothing as we there are you go. Your, as we are your Sunday football watch along JP where are you at on this game <clears throat> Um I'm actually like the Giants. I don't think Carolina's that good. <clears throat> I don't think they're that, they're that good at all. So I'm I'm actually going to go with the Giants on this one. Giants is a shit show though. Um Say say quiet. They say he can't stay. TJ said he can't stay healthy. Yeah, but also he don't have an offensive line blocking for it either, and he has no weapons around him really neither. So the quarterback is very very suspect, which they should have never took it with the six pick anyway. Um, that's that's part of the problem too. You don't have pieces around you. You can't do it all by yourself. Remember, they don't use the running backs the way they used to use them back in the day. Where it was run left, run right, run up the middle. So but that's, Carolina, that's league wide. Yeah, except unless, unless you're Derrick Henry. But other than that, well, you know, or Alvin Kamara, he's real good too. But um, other than that, there, yeah, I like the Giants, man, because Carolina really doesn't have that many offensive weapons. Sam Donald, I'm still not a believer in him. So I'm going to go with them. Got I'm it. impressed. I'm impressed, JP. Go ahead. So now, so now, this is what I'll do because I I already picked what I'm talking about. What we're going to talk about for the fifth one, we got two more games. We're going to pick NBA schedules. So TJ, because I have the schedule up, pick okay. a day, pick a day, and I'll find the game. So Monday through Saturday, Monday through Saturday, pick a day, and I'll pick the game for us. Who's playing tomorrow? All right, so looking at Monday, we got – let me get to it. I just scroll past. So Monday we got uh, we got uh, Celtics Hornets, 
Bucks, Pacers, Pistons, Hawks, Wizards, Nets, Magic, Heat, Bulls, Raptors, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Cavs, Nuggets, Trailblazers, Clippers. Hmm. That Celtics-Pacers game should be interesting because after the date... It's Celtics and it's Celtics and uh, uh, Hornets. I mean Hornets. My bad. Celtics Hornets. That game should be interesting because mm-hmm. the Celtics, after they they lost to the Knicks, they turned around and shit the bed against. Um, I forgot who they played just the other day, and they lost by like eight, eight, ten points. Jalen Brown came down, uh, came back down to earth. He shot like seven of eighteen. Tatum still hasn't gotten started yet for the season. Um. I think that that game against the Knicks really took a lot out of them. And uh, there's going to be a lot of questions as they're working with the new coach. And uh, he's got a real highway or my way or the highway type uh, mentality. And I don't know what they're doing with their defense. They do a lot of switching, which is causing a lot of mismatches. And they're getting killed on it right now. You you can see that with the Knicks. Julius Randle was abusing people left and right uh, last week in that game. So, um, Lamella Ball, uh, Gordon Haywood is allegedly healthy again, so we'll see how long that lasts. Um, they got they got they got enough. They got decent pieces. They'll be on the fringe for the playing playing tournament for for this year. But everybody was expecting the Celtics to be better than what they are, and they and they haven't stepped that up yet. So I'm 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 taking I'm I'm gonna say the Hornets in a close one. I, I I wanted to agree with that because just off the, the the sheer factor of the Hornets, I think are probably a piece or two miss a piece or two away missing. You know, I think they're missing a piece or two, but they're going to be a very fun team to watch all year, just off the strength of Lamelo uh, JP. So I I, I think I I kind of agree with TJ, even though I want to go Boston, but I I'm sticking with what TJ said. I think the I think the Hornets could take that. Yeah, um, I think so too. Boston right now, they're still like to try to get their – they had a new coach. And by the way, Nia Long is his, is his um, girlfriend or wife or something. Geez, she was looking good at the garden the other day. But anyway, um, I'd say um, I'm going to go with Hornets too. I like uh, Ball. Ball's going to be a star, man. He's, he's going to be the best of a ball. Because um, he has vision, pass, shoot, everything. And let me tell you about Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is, is going to make that next move. He's ready to make that next move, man. Jalen Brown is a star. He is a superstar. And but what you said about what you said about Lamelo, we we've been saying that since we heard of him, right? Yeah, yeah. Melo's going to be he's going to be a bad boy, man. Melo's going to be a bad boy. I mean. He has a lot of potential, man. A lot of potential. Plus, he's like six seven, six eight two. Hornets, the Hornets could have a nice up and coming team. As a matter of fact, they're gonna make the playoffs this year. They will be like the AC. They might make the play-in game, but it won't surprise me to make the AC or something like that this year. They have a lot of young talent, man. And Michael Jordan, he has to move in the right direction. Finally. Finally. Yeah, he has a cornerstone franchise player. Terry Rozier's a nice player. So um look forward to a fun game. Cool. So now JP, mm-hmm. pick a day in the week and I'll read off those games and you'll pick one. 
I'm going to go with Saturday night. So you got a game or? Yes, indeed. Okay, go right the ahead Atlanta with it. The Hawks at the Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> that is going to be interesting. Will that be the day? Because I think the Sixers are on a road trip. I know they're in OKC tonight. Nah, they're at home Thursday. And yeah, Thursday's the next game at home. But if Ben Simmons is out for a while, will they bring him back on Saturday? That's going to be interesting. Mm -mm. That might be must-see TV. Will he be back before that, or will they bring you back for that game? Ben Simmons is not coming back for two months, bro. We'll see. We'll see how long he's going to be out. We'll see. He's getting paid. He's getting paid now. He's not coming back. Still, and you see, you, you see, you see how y'all fucked that the flow up, and still found a way to talk about the Sixers and Ben Simmons because that was the next topic. But fuck it. I, I, I mean, I don't give. I'm in such a I don't give a fuck mood now that it don't even matter anymore. It don't even matter. Um, but nah, you know, your, your Sixers are going to take this L. Ben is not going to be back right now. Uh, I, I love Trey Young. Young, Another young, fun team to watch, even though Trey Young tried to make himself a, a, a mortal enemy against our Knicks. But yeah, that Atlanta team is a, another young, fun team to watch. Fun team to watch. I, I'll pick. What's your the Sixers? I'll pick Atlanta by seven. I'm taking the Sixers by eight. I think they won't want to prove a point. I might just sit Joel for a couple of games because he's already injured, guys. So, Mr. Uh, Glass, Mr. Joel Glass, is out, even, he's done. He's, yeah, it's done. It's done. You're not yeah, winning shit. Yeah. If he's out, yeah. the Hawks are winning that game. That's a game over. Right. out tonight. I know he might be out tonight, so. Well, the yeah. Sixers' hopes of redoing anything rest on Joel's knees, on Joel's legs for the season. We'll Outside of that, they really don't have a, any threat of, uh, credible talent. I mean, Tobias Harris is not going to be a piece that keeps them afloat like that. The East is really, really deep this year, and it's probably the most competitive. It's probably the most competitive division has been since the nineties. The Sixers, in my opinion, they get they get their act together and everything together. They can do some things. With what though? I mean, pieces. Tyrese Maxey, Tobias, Thibodeau's a solid player. They, they got pieces. If Ben comes around and gets his head right, Ben's going to do some stuff too. I don't know, man. The the book is out on Ben. Well, we'll see. And, we'll see. All right. We'll see what happens. Well, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm picking another game now because we talked about the Sixers enough. We already fucked up the pattern of which way I wanted to go. So I am going to go with the Wednesday night game of the Miami Heat versus the Brooklyn Nets. Hmm. Uh, we already know what's going on with Kyrie. Shouts to Kyrie. Um Miami Heat looks to be a very, very formidable team this season. Like, they easily could be anywhere between three and six when the playoffs is all said and done. But I'm going with Brooklyn. In a, 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 it's going to look like a beatdown at times, but I think Brooklyn by at least seven to ten for the win. Hmm. 
you're right. Miami's got a lot of, I mean, they got Bam, they got Jimmy, they got the new piece in, um, <clears throat> uh, your man from Toronto. Um, damn, why can't I remember his name? Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry. Yes. Lowry. And they look like they be, give Spolster credit. He gets his teams the mesh, man. He makes Spolster. it work. Spolster is a great, he's a great coach. He, he, he's a great coach. He, he knows how to coach. He and they got, my they got, they got, they got, yeah, they got definitely gave my respect. Yeah, with Hero and Duncan Robinson. So they they got a they got a decent they got a more than decent squad. They're almost set up like the our Knicks here, uh with with their bench, with the shooters they have. They have a P, big man in the middle that can score inside and outside with Bam. They got a wing player with Butler. You know, I, I'm not comparing RJ to Butler yet, but he's definitely coming into his own. And with the point guard situation with New York, where you got Walker and Rose, I mean that's formidable talent right there. That is formidable talent right there. The the young pieces of the Knicks with Toppin and quickly coming together and getting their, developing their game. And uh, I don't know if any of y'all watched it, but they did small ball and they had Toppin and and um, and Julius playing together, and that became a very fast team. They get up and down the court court very quickly when Toppin's in that lineup. And the resurgence of Mitchell Robinson, if he can stay healthy, that man put on some serious muscle over the in the offseason. He's about 280 now. And he's just rounding into getting in some conditioning back. So, you know. Nick still ain't shit. Y'all ain't doing, y'all ain't doing a damn thing. Nick's How can you say that and then talk shit about Philly going to do some things without Joel Embiid? Make that make sense, please. I just, overall, Philly has better talent than New York. Where? Tobias Harris? Nobody's scared of Tobias Harris. I mean, you got some nice young pieces, but they still have to mature more. I think um, um, Topman's going to be a very good player. You know, he's going to be, I think he could be an all-star player one day. Um, you got some You got some nice pieces there. Of course. But it's going to be the same shit every year with y'all. Oh, like Philly in the second round? Y'all even got to the second round. When are some of y'all in the second round? JP, when is the last you time y'all got out of the more. second round? With the talent you have, yeah, you should have you should have made a finals by now. You should have made a finals by now. You should have made a you should have made a finals by now, JP. Can't remember. JV team. Nick ain't shit. Go ahead. Anyway, next. All right. So niggas ain't so because niggas ain't listening. Go ahead and pick that the Knicks and Sixers game. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Sixers all the way. Bust their ass. Knicks by eight. Our, continue our win streak, which I can't remember the last time the Knicks beat the Sixers. JP, they struggled to beat us last year, and we weren't Struggle even half a step It's a W. A W is a W. There's no such thing as moral victories. And nobody said nobody. Nobody said anything about moral victories, JP. I said your struggle. Struggle. Guess what? They struggle. No. Story ended. You lost. Story ended. All right, we'll see. We'll 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 come back to this next week after the game is played, yeah. and then and then and then we're gonna hear your your crying ass excuses when they yeah. lose. All right. Who you got, Dan? I know you got the Knicks, but by how much? Close game, overtime. We win by six. What's? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick that game, so I'm not going in on it. We're going to move on to the Ben Simmons topic. 
because okay. y'all just took it where y'all wanted to. Sorry. I'm not mad at y'all like that. I'm just, you know, y'all took it where you wanted to. So <laughs> that's the way it's going. Uh, JP, you wanted to bring Ben Simmons up, and we all see what's going on with Ben. Mm-hmm. Um, he, finally, he finally came out and admitted that he has some kind of some mental health issues going on. That there, though we kind of felt that he's had that by way of his shooting and stuff over the years, um, I, was, I was listening to a podcast recently mm-hmm. where they brought up something about Ben and his family and the family situation going on where his sister alleged sexual abuse from their half-brother but then I found an article to to back that situation up and find that the sister was actually lying about it, about the situation. Um, also, has lied about a lot of other situations that happened to her. And I can understand when you got family dramas going on, that can easily add to any kind of mental health issues or mental health situations because you're worried about performing for your team. You're worried about everybody coming down on you for a shot you don't have that you only have during like rec rec games in the summer. But you got all this other surrounding dramas to you that could take effect or that could take a major toll on anybody's personality their psyche, even play on the court because we don't know where the person's mind could be. You know, we come from the era of, 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 you know, put all that shit to the side, get out on the court and just go. Mm -hmm. And that does take a certain level of mental toughness to do. It takes an extreme level of mental toughness to do, but not everybody has that. And I am now not mad at Ben Simmons for coming out and saying this, even though it's, yes, it's at the beginning of the league season. But just like how we look at domestic violence abuse uh, abuse victims, just like how we look at people with mental health issues, which we are, we always been a show that has been big on mental health issues. And we look at these types of people when it, it takes a certain level of strength to come out to speak about what you feel may be wrong within you. So I am not mad at Ben, though, again, outsiders who don't give a fuck will say, yeah, the timing is fucked up, and I get it. But you never know when a person is right in their mind to want to confront said issues. And you have to allow those people the time and the timing to confront said issues. So though I might still personally clown Ben Simmons for his shot that he only has in the summer and not during the season, I applaud him for finally stepping up and recognizing he has a problem. And let's all remember, it took me a long time to express my problem when I had it. So I know when it comes, when it's time to come out to speak about something or when something feels right to speak about, it takes time. So the piling on Ben Simmons, it 
might slow down for me. And I'll only say slow down because he's still a Philadelphia 76er. You know what I'm saying? And our instant rival between us, you know, that that kind of we have on the show just in general and just, you know, over the decades. But I I for right now, JP, I'm not I, I'm not gonna get on Ben Simmons no more. I'm gonna applaud the man for recognizing he feels he has a problem and he was able to have the strength to open up about it. Yeah, he um I mean, if he is going through this, more power to him. You know, more more power to him, definitely. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with Ben if if, it's, if this is the case. You know, I mean, you never know. He does want to kind of leave. I don't know if he wants to leave Philly or not now after they had a meeting the other day. And he met with the players. But if he's going through something, then maybe he should sit out for like a couple games or whatever he has to deal with. They come back and be the best version we ever seen him be. Um, that's the way I feel about it. You know, I, I think the reason why a lot of people are frustrated with Ben Simmons is because we all know the type of player he could be. If he wanted to, he easily could be top five player in the league. We have to see the player this size, 6'10", with the ball handling skills and the speed that he has. The only thing we, we always say is missing was a jump shot. And I don't expect him to average 30 points a game. I don't want him to average 30 points a game. But if he, if we, if he could have gave us 22, 9, and 8. The Sixers would be champions right now, as we, as we say today. They would, be, they would be NBA champions. And he's that type of player that they could potentially get you a championship. He is. He's a franchise level player if he's focused. Now, if all this family stuff is going on and stuff, it's understandable. It's definitely understandable. You know, but because I mean, man, they going in on Ben. They're going to call him Mr. Softy. They, Wearing shirts with Mr. Salty <laughs> T-shirts and stuff and everything. I mean, you know, people are on Ben. But, you know, Ben also has to find out who he is. Who, who he is. He does. I mean, he might have some mental issues and stuff like that there. That's the case. I, you know, I understand that. It's better to be safe than sorry, definitely. But he has to ask himself how mentally tough he is. Does he want it or not? Does he want to be great? Because Kobe Bryant said a couple months before he passed, he said Ben Simmons needs a jump shot. Because if he doesn't develop a jump shot, then he's going to regret that at the end of his career. He's absolutely right. Right. And I mean, it it was important to hear from you because especially from via the podcast, you've been the biggest on this kid since he's been drafted. And you've always felt the potential about of him for the longest and i know like you know to be full transparent just early this week or last week you was like i'm done with ben right exactly until until he mentioned the mental health issue thing mental health which exactly which is valid which is valid it's valid it's valid to it is valid and cool with me to change your opinion on it i just did the same thing right here live on the show because I agree with I we agree in that area where if you're speaking on mental health issues, TJ, again, timing is everything. But it's realistically it's up to the person, and when do they feel comfortable to express said issues? No doubt, no doubt. And if and, and <clears throat> excuse me, 
And if he's going through this, like he says he is, you know, more power to him. Uh, I just want to bring up something Stephen A. said on NBA Countdown earlier in this earlier this week. He wasn't a legend that he wasn't going through these issues, but he was saying that, you know, because there's a clause in the contract stating that you have mental health, that you can still get paid. So in terms of Ben coming back to the team, apologizing for his actions earlier and things of that nature, you know, he wasn't getting paid while he was out. So, you know, he brought up an interesting dynamic. He was saying, you know, is this a way of getting around him getting paid versus him not getting paid and just sitting out for as long as he wants because he doesn't really want to play for the Sixers anymore. And the only way the Sixers are going to get anything for his trade value is Ben Simmons plays because um, right now nobody's giving up anything but a bag of chips for Ben Simmons if they try to trade him. And Daryl Morey is willing to ride this out till the wheels fall off. Mm-hmm. They've been very, they've been very staunch in their stance about what they want back for Ben Simmons, or he can just ride his contract out, you know, not not playing for the Sixers. So I thought that was an interesting. I thought that was an interesting dynamic, but I'm not saying that he's not going through his issues though, because he definitely has issues. You know what was interesting? Mike Patton said, "General, shouts to the general, Mike Patton." He said that the Sixers that they had a deal on the table with the Kings for Buddy Hill, De'Aaron Fox, and a first-round pick, allegedly for Ben Simmons. You out of your damn mind if you're not going for that? You out of your mind. I was going to say, JP, with the with those names mentioned, that would take your Sixers over the top. It would. Potentially, yeah. It would make them defensively. Are you giving up something? Yeah, but you're talking about two of the best shooters in the league, Hill and Curry. Darren Fox is a borderline all-star who, who, you know, took his game to another level. Maury, I don't know what the hell you were thinking about. I don't think Maury, Maury wants your starting, Maury wants your starting five and two bench players for Ben Simmons. He, and he, nobody's he giving wanted, him that. Nobody's giving Dane, him that. He wanted Dane or he wanted Bradley Bill. Getting those two would be just as good of a deal, if not better. Because you give yourself more firepower. More fire, oh, yeah, yeah, bench and everything. I, well, I, those, I, those are two instant all stars you're talking about there, but getting the other two young pieces, I think, would suffice just as well. This is, yeah, well. yeah. Maury's bugging though, he's definitely bugging because he's asking for the universe for Ben Simmons, right? And and that's where he shot himself in the foot at because nobody's taking his calls anymore. They don't want to well, hear shit about what he's bringing to the table for Ben Simmons, They're, he's literally getting laughed at. But see, my problem is this here too. Like, like I've been saying as well. I don't blame Ben Simmons for all this. I put some of this on the Sixers as well. They have coddled and babied them since the time they've come to this team. So, you know, they, they baby him since he, they gave him the keys to everything. It's like it's like you coming in as a, as a teenager, you come in with the millions of dollars, we'll give you the keys and we're not going to say nothing. Do whatever you want. No, no. You gotta make him work. You gotta make him shoot the jump shots. Oh, he's working with his brother. Uh-uh. No, you're working with this person here, and that's the way it's gonna be. They coddle and baby him. So when you coddle and baby a person, the the, 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 the fire goes from a small fire to an inferno. 
And that's exactly what has happened. They've made right. an inferno because they babied him. Shout Jamal's out to Jamal. Pet. He said there, there are some crack rocks being shared amongst the Sixers front office. But I, I want to go back to. I can't sit up here in front. I want to go back to what Ed mentioned. He said, "For what is worth, Stephen A. is from that old older generation that doesn't believe in mental health." And I agree because to what TJ said in quoting what uh, Stephen A. mentioned, which I heard a lot of that fire coming out of him this week when I was uh the day I was off watching first take and watching all these other shows that he was on excuse me and yeah it's it it sounded like that old school mentality of shut up and dribble just get out there push all that shit to the side and i'm sorry we're in a new world we're in a new generation where you can't just do that but the sentiment in my opinion is valid to to think is he doing that to save his check? It's valid, in my opinion. It's a valid thought. Is he doing it to save his check? But even still, with that being said, I just took that stupid-ass COVID shot to save my check. <laughs> I, I just took that shot to save my check. And, o- and only to wow. save my check. Wow. And only to save my check. That's the only reason why I took it is to save my check. You think he that that could be said for him as well to save, it, like you said, it, it, it could, could be said. Be. It, it could, could be. be. We're not alleging but, anything, but it could exactly. be exactly. But as soon as you mention mental health, everything else, in my opinion, falls to the wayside. It's a very sensitive topic. It's a yeah. very sensitive topic, and you, you almost like on eggshells when because you can't question. That's something you can't question, really. Somebody's state of thought. Exactly. I mean, you might you you might try. They try to do it in court all the time. What was this person thinking? You know, it's very hard to prove. It's very hard to prove, and once you walk down that path, there's no easy, there's no right or wrong in in that situation. You know, you're just doing. What you got to do at that point, and you got to live with the consequences. Yeah. You literally have to live with the consequences at that point. So, yeah. I mean, you know, as you know, as you think, it was a great test move. Uh, all things aside, you know what I'm saying. If he had one card to play, that was it right there. You know what I'm saying. Yeah, and I'm not. But again, if if he really is going through some shit, I I. Man, ben, hear me work, out. Hear work me out. Your problem, Ben. Work your problems out. Hear and, me you know out. For, for all the shit he went through last year in the playoffs and everything, and then saying what he said over the summer, and then you see the videos of him waxing people at the Y and shit like that. You know how hard it would be to come back out on that floor on your home floor to face those fans after all that shit is said and done. That takes some real mental fortitude or some cojones. To say you don't give a fuck about what nobody thinks about you. You but, know what and, I'm saying? But, and TJ, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. He does that every summer. Right. Ben, ben Simmons is a basketball all-star, super all-star every summer. <laughs> every summer with his abilities on the court. Every summer he is that. But Jamal says folks knew and were saying he has a mental health issue before I, the building caught fire, though. That's I was saying thing. that. I, I said that on this show. 
I said that on the show last last year during the playoffs. I said it has to be a mental thing for him to not want to pull the trigger on the jump shot. Right. It has said, to be. It's not. It's not like last year was the only year he wouldn't shoot. Of course, right. The YMCA right. champ. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, just 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 talking on Ben's game itself. Like, yeah, we we've been known that he's you know a YMCA goat. You know what I'm saying? He's a he's the street le- he's a street ball legend in these in these private gyms and workouts and shit like that. But on the court, it's a total different thing. And to be a professional athlete, it's a total different beast as a whole. As a whole, because forget just thinking about the game. You're thinking about outside influences as far as family things like that are concerned. Then you have to compile on top of that business. Who's trying to who's trying to juice you for your money? All like there's so many things that are on even, that are on a person's head as a pro athlete that you gotta defeat and even get past even just to perform. Even pro pro players, even other teams, they're going at you. They're daring you to shoot. They're looking at your glaring weakness and they're mm-hmm. putting that shit on blast. Everybody's mm-hmm. like, pack the paint, say three feet off of Ben Simmons. Don't let him get below the foul line. Right. That's give it. him give him the three. Right. Give him right. the three. Right. Make him shoot it. That's what it, as, that's what any good team, good defensive setup should do. As as Thelonious Monks likes to say, he with us when he uh shoots that J because he knows <laughs> that's an automatic rebound. Oh, you gonna shoot that three? He with us. You know what I'm saying? That's an automatic <laughs> turnover. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I mean for them to 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 put your weakness on blast in front of what 25 15,000 people on a nightly basis and announcers are talking about it commentators are talking about it everybody's talking about how you can't shoot i can see that creeping into your head and saying i can't shoot i can shoot when there's you know three people in the gym and it's me going against my boys yeah i i, I pull that thing out all day every day but then when you when the lights come on there's something off. So, you know, I do believe he has a mental issue with that. And that and that is very triggering. Yeah. Ed says that's why I don't understand why clickbait writers want Brooklyn to bail out a division rival and trade Simmons for Kyrie. Fuck out of here. Word. He said, he said numb nuts writers looking for clicks. I yeah, indeed. I, I get indeed. it. I get it. I get it. But but all in all, though, JP. We wish for the best for this dude mentally, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah. He's still young. He's still very young. People fail, fail to realize this. This kid, this dude's his early twenties. He's got a lot. Of, he's got a lot of time ahead of him. He's yeah. got a huge future ahead of him. It, it, can he turn it around? Yes, he absolutely can turn it around. But like you said, Dan, it's got to be on him and when he's ready to do it. So. Yep. Definitely. But. To close this out, man, because we got to have something to bring my spirits up for a few minutes, talk about some good shit. I don't have no funny videos lined up this week. That's how frustrated I was. I was like, fuck, I need to because I want to get into the habit of like we did last week. Everybody loved it. We opened up with something funny. We closed with something funny this week. Fuck that. We don't have something funny. I just didn't have nothing lined up. But these verses... Now I'm going back to you, JP, because you 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 uh went out there on the ledge and said this last one was the best one thus far. 
Uh, let's get into it. First of KRS one versus Kane. I mean, this was the verses of our generation. Yeah, of, of of our of our era. I mean, Indeed. JP, you you were well, you and you, TJ, you guys were close to teenage, if not teenage. No, JP was definitely in his teenage oh, yeah. years. Mm-hmm. TJ, you were yeah, close no, to, I, I no, I was, I was, I, I was definitely junior high and high school. There you go. Uh, when, when, they were, this, when they were at their peak, you know what I'm yes, saying, or coming yes, up. Yes, and I, I was there for all of it, but I was, you know, when I was, when, when, when KRS One became number one to me was the return of the Boom Bap album. With that album alone, was an album that every song on that album could have been a single, banger, anytime and anywhere, bangers, but. Let, just around the table, around the table, and JP, I want to start with you. Mm-hmm. Your your first thoughts, your first thoughts on this versus, and if there was a winner, which way did you see it go? Um, first off, they both gave incredible shows, as far as I'm concerned. Facts. They both they both did their damn thing. Um, KRS. I hear a lot of people saying, "Oh, KRS One is um, you know." Yeah, too much crowd participation. There's some people don't know what the hell they talking about. Talk about oh, he he used too much of the reggae style influence. First off, number one, let's get a couple of things straightened out. If you've ever been to Karis One show, that's what he does. Crowd participation. The crowd finishes the lyrics. That's what the show is. He does that because people hyped up and everything. Karis One has the best look. I've been to the Jackson's Victory Tour when I was a kid. I saw Miles Davis at, um, at Penn's Landing one time with my pop and my mom and my little brother and them. KRS-One has the best show i ever been to, period. Out of all the shows I've been to over these decades, KRS-One has a, is the best one because his show is like a workout. If you haven't worked out for a week, when you're done, you're going to be tired <laughs> and you're going to feel like you went through a whole workout at a gym. That's number one. Number two, let's just let's address this reggae style. Oh, Karis, what you switch to reggae style? Did y'all ever hear my nine millimeter goes bang? Did you ever hear um, the bridge is over? What the hell do you think that was? And that was back in '86. Karis One was the first one to bring the dance hall reggae influence into hip hop. No, he wasn't. Who was who? Who was it? <laughs> the 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 person we call the father of this culture. Which is uh, which is a uh, uh, cool herc because one being Jamaican, two bringing the big ba- the big loud sound system of dancehall is hip-hop. what developed is what developed hip hop is what developed hip hop as Jamal said as Jamal said hip hop comes from reggae folks need to learn hip hop comes from the sound the the big sound system sa- sound it comes from a Jamaican man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like James, it also comes from James Brown as well, though. Yes, yes. The, the 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 heartbeat comes from James Brown and the funky drummer. Yes, the heartbeat of hip hop comes from that. The you know, the I mean just the, the stylings. Well, the rap music. Let me just it's not hip not hip hop as the culture, but rap music comes from yes, comes from James Brown, comes from the, the funky drummer comes from Jamaica, comes from, you can, we can argue all the time where it could come back from 
the days before James Brown in them. Mm-hmm. Because people were rapping before it was called rapping back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just wanted to pause you on that real quick because that, that was it. <laughs> that, that was it. That was it. But I, I'm I'm with you. Keep going. Yeah, as far as Kane goes, man, Kane did a great show. He did a great performance overall. The freestyles, everything like that there. But look, Excuse me. Let's understand something. Chris told him, all right, y'all niggas running out of hits. Y'all running out of records. Like I say, Kane is Kane is a top 10 MC of all time, no doubt about it. But he is the Earl Campbell of hip hop. He had a little run. And then people, people want to sit up there and say, oh, well, you know, Kane's freestyle was freestyling. What the hell you think Chris was doing? Chris come off the dome. Some of that shit that Kane was doing was written. I'm not shitting on Kane. Kane's the man. But overall, I would give it slight. I would give it edge to Chris, not by a large margin, but by a slight margin. I would give Chris the edge. And and let's be honest, you saw the influence of Big Daddy Kane, like with Jay with Jay Z, like the way Kane was 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 was, was rhyming. You could tell a lot of some of that was was part of Jay too. Well, yeah, I want to get into that before we get to TJ's like first points of you because you went into a lot of the talking points early, uh, but I before we get to to TJ and on that, like this this that was the thing with Kane. Like I I agree where I and I kept saying it like when Kane, when Chris said Kane is running out of records, I was saying that in my head while watching before he even said that huh. yeah. because. Because when it came for Kane's turn, he wasn't playing no new track. He was going off the dome with joints that we might have heard, we might not have heard. Mm-hmm. If y'all know what a real freestyle is, which freestyle just means free of style, where it can be a written mm-hmm. over any old beat that is that not just never been, heard of, that just not has been recorded yet or put mm-hmm. down on wax. Okay, so we got that definition out of the way. Kane was doing a lot of his freestyles while Chris barely cracked his catalog. And I mean, let, let, let's keep it real. You're supposed to do 20 in verses. It felt like they did more, like they gave them a lot of leeway because we're talking about two of the greatest performers in rap history. Yeah. We're talking about two of the greatest performers in rap history. So for anybody to go into the show thinking otherwise, you were sadly mistaken if you thought otherwise. You were going to get, like we knew off top, we were going to get a great show. We knew off top, you know. To be Chris, you and, and, and do the crowd participation part, Trying to say, oh, he didn't keep up with his lyrics and all. If he wanted to do that, that's what his thing was. He could have did that, but he is a performer. You know, he knows how to keep the crowd engaged, not just by your flow, not just by bringing out dancers. You get the crowd involved. That's how you pull them in. And, and KRS did that. KRS did that. And it was just the icing on the cake, the, the, the marker of 
yeah, to me, it was like the, yeah, I got this because, yo, you're running out of records. You're running out of records. And he was. But even with running out of records, Kane still put on like nobody else on Versus could have done. Exactly. Nobody who's been on Versus could have done what he did other than and we're going to get into the rankings of them in a little bit again because we've done this before. Beanie and Bounty could have done the yes. same thing. Yes, I was going to say that, but you if, beat me if to you it. Yes. Talk, if you want to talk going off top and going, Beanie and Bounty could have done the same thing. Because yes. I'm going to take a word that I had agreed with from the homie Sousa Connect. When he mentioned this whole versus situation, you could kind of say is a bite off of what Premier and Pete Rock was doing. Easily. Where where they were touring around with it, going mm-hmm. back to back. And the ill thing they did was was Pete was playing Preem's joints. Preem was playing Pete's joints in some spots. Right. And then let y'all have it. Yeah. But, but all of this comes from the sound clash of Dancehall. All of this comes from Sound Clash and Dancehall. That's why I could say Beanie and Bounty could have did it because I implore everybody, I get into my rabbit holes of doing it, please go back and watch the Sting Clashes between Beanie, Bounty, Ninja Man, Merciless, Bounty versus Ninja and Merciless. And Dope shows. My fucking goodness, yo. Dope shows. You want to see how you do a quote-unquote versus? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> That's this is how you so, do that shit. Yeah, but these Word. cats, these cats did that shit in this show. So TJ, before we get into all the other things that go behind this, your points of view on on the thing on the night overall, and where did it go for you? First of all, it was an amazing show. All right, this show took me back to like you said, my teenage years. I was like a little kid all over again. I was giddy. I was laughing and shit. Cracking jokes. Shit was incredible. Incredible. But the show boiled down to one artist who continued rhyming throughout his career and one artist who had just completely stopped rhyming in his career. And that's where it boiled boiled down to. In terms of putting out albums. Okay. Okay. No, I was in terms of putting out records. No, in terms of putting out new material and records, yes. Because King still performs. He's still killing every feature he's been on. Yes. Over the years. <laughs> yes. And and why haven't the, the people reached back to get this man on the track is beyond understanding for me because the man, you saw it live. His breath control is still there. He's still a top notch. He can hang with anybody you want. Put him with anybody you want. The man is there. Solid. Crazy. Solid. Solid. And, and he ain't going to take no bars off. He don't care. He don't care. He will embarrass you on your own shit. You better bring your A game when Kane is in the building. You know what I'm saying? But for me overall, and it's just because I'm a fan of the teacher and I came up. Like, I learned so much from this man when I came up. You know what I'm saying? Like, he really influenced a whole generation. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Chris is phenomenal. And when they, people are complaining about he let the crowd spit his lyrics, if you've ever been to a Karis One show, the whole audience is bar for bar with him, regardless if he does a, 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 a call and response, regardless. 
You're going to lose your voice at that show. Thank because you. you know every word of every song that he's ever done that was just classic. You cannot, you cannot do it. You can't help yourself. You, nobody's sitting at a Karis one show standing in the quiet like, word. No. Hey, TJ. That was me, nice. TJ, you can't do you, it. Let me you tell you on something. It. Let me tell you on something real quick. I went to a Karis one show back in 94 at Rutgers, right? At Rutgers New Brunswick. So, of course, everybody was hyped up. It was the set, it was these girls that were sitting in the bleachers, mind you, about five of them, all dying pieces, sitting there. He stopped the show and was like, I'm gonna start rhyming. When I stopped rhyming at one part of the show, boo them chicks up in the stands. This is what he said. She started going, did it, did it, did it. And then he put the mic foot up, boo, made them get up, and they came down and started being part of the show. That's what he did. He's like, oh, you're not going to sit down in my show. You're going to participate. They were still trying to look all cute and everything. And he said, and he put them on blast. Boo them chicks right there while I'm rhyming, after I get done rhyming. It was crazy. You, you, you're not going to, you're not going to go to a show and not spit my philosophy. You're exactly. not going to go to a show and not spit. I'm still number one. You're not, you're not doing it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do it. Love's going to get you comes on. You're going to lose your mind all over again. Like you never heard it before. It's just ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. His energy, his output, like Dan said, it's a workout. It's a full workout. You better bring some light clothing and some soft shoes because you're going to be standing up for the most of the night. And you're gonna be ha- your arms gonna be sore, sore from doing this the whole night long. Bring your water, so, bring a towel. You better bring a towel yeah, with you too. Bring yeah, some water yeah, with you, yeah. You're be up. Yeah, you're gonna be up. And when you, when when the show's over, you, you're gonna be like, damn, I'm drained. I'm drained. But for me, overall, you know, Chris, 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 Chris took it hands down. I mean, and that's like I said to everybody, it's no disrespect to Kane. He just lacked the material to hang with the teacher. I mean, if he had, if he had, if it, maybe if he took a hiatus and came back out and maybe reinvented himself a little bit more and came up with the times or something like that, he would have had more material to, to go at, to go at it with Chris. But man, man, I mean, that show was damn near flawless, except for the only part that bothered me. And I know y'all gonna bring it up with DJ Scratch showing out. Thank you for leading into that. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Sarah in the comments questioning what I got cursed out for earlier today. Why is John in there behind the curtain like the great and powerful Oz? <laughs> I like how she put that. Let's um, go right there. Let's go into some of the behind the behind uh the 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 behind the verses talk. When it comes to this one, they displayed obviously the rapping. If you want to say graffiti was displayed, look at KRS One shirt. Word. They brought out the B Boys, where Chris brought brought out like the legends of legends, like the real like. If you are not of this culture and don't know who Pop Master Fable is, go 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 back home, or if you're at home. Hit the Googles and do some homework. Word. Kane Word. brought out Crazy Legs. Easy name to know. Who is one of the absolute legends in this culture. But the DJ element, Scratch tried to squeeze it in when he could. And this is where you people, this 
this show is streaming in HHDG as it does every week. You people in the group who did not understand what the fuck I was talking about when I said, and now this is my own personal thing. I don't say anybody else take this. I know, I know Kid Capri cannot hang with Scratch. Everybody knows that. <laughs> party rocking, party rocking, rocking the crowd. I'll give it to Kate to Kid Capri. Right. He's a killer. That night, what Scratch was asking for was not asking for a party rocking segment. Let the DJs flex their ability. And when KRS shut that down with that, yo, nah, we're not doing that. To me, that was fucked up because you displayed the other elements. You displayed one element of the culture all night. You dis you gave props to the B-Boys. Y'all both gave props to the B-Boys in that night to not let the DJ spotlight themselves. The DJ, the reason why this whole culture exists. Kane did let Scratch live, though. On the on the uh, ain't no hashtag a little bit, a, a little bit, a tiny a tiny spot because Scratch did his normal, his usual Friday the Thirteenth. I'm gonna play Jason routine, right, right. And and Scratch was sloppy all night, still better than me, but Scratch was sloppy all night on purpose though, Dan, you, because he knew Kid what? Capri couldn't hang with him. But you know and what? Kid Capri couldn't hang with him. Exactly, Hollis said it right there. He was I think to he said, Kid Capri from getting him exactly a bit of slow. Indeed. Harris yeah. once saved his ass several times. He was DJ back. It was going to be no DJ back. Yeah. Now, because you talk about Scratch, easily top three Mount Rushmore of DJs. Now, if Chris would have had like Jazzy Jeff against Scratch, it wouldn't have been a different ball game. Jeff would have beat him. And, and oh, yeah, I, I, I look at. I look it would have been fair. I look at those two, I look at those two as equals in many ways, because both of them cats can rock a party with doing turntablers tricks in a set and still kill it. Jeff's music, Jeff's music selection generally is always better. But there are turntablers out there that can wax both of them. There are turntablists out there that can wax. I can't see nobody waxing Jazzy Jeff. You, because you don't, you don't follow the turntablist game as much as I have over the years. I can tell you that I know that for a fact. There are turntablists that can, on a battle tip, can beat both of them. Now, Ooh. with the with the combination of both, different story. That's where Jeff is a king, is because of the combination of both. But Jeff wasn't even in this battle to even be talking about him. They even be talking about him. You want a quick who? I, a quick who can beat Jazzy Jeff in a battle? The two people we hosted on Staten Island, Rob Swift hell of a, and Mr. Hell of a, hell of a battle. I'm just saying. I'm just saying for who can beat them on the turntable is aspect of things. That's all. Rob uh, Swift, uh, Swift and Sinister. And Sinister. DJ yeah. Craze, Maybe DJ now. Craze is on the same level as both of them, even in rock and parties. Mm -hmm. A track, I'm just naming popular names. A track can beat them. Qbert can beat both of them with just scratching alone, and put Q his beat jumps in scratching. 
alone. Hubert is a monster. But, yeah. You know, and I'm only t- talking about people that are alive because if I were to just bring up the name Rock Raider, he he just he can both of them. You know what I'm saying? He yeah. both of them. But that's not the point of the conversation. The point that I'm making is is that they should have allowed the DJs to flex their ability. They should have allowed it. You displayed the elements of the culture. You should have allowed it. And I'm going back to exactly what the homie Hollis said. I think he was trying to save Kid from getting embarrassed, which there was a point where you could say he tried to save him and Kid still went in with that scratch. And I I felt it was horrible. It was hard. It was then he started rhyming. Time. Then he started rhyming, bro. You forget that part. Kid Capri started rhyming, and that was and Kid was... Capri can rap. It just yeah, wasn't there rap. that night. It just no. wasn't there that night. Kid Capri can fucking rap. It just wasn't there that night. It really was. It, it, it seems like Karis One understood the assignment in terms of being a versus between him and Kane, and he wanted mm-hmm. the best party DJ available. For the type of he wanted to keep the crowd hype, and that's what he right. did. But he wanted to keep the crowd scratch, hyped, and that's what he did. Scratch also, I believe, put it on his IG that they had it written in the show liner note. Yeah, he that he did, and Capri and Capri didn't get that. He said allegedly, mm-hmm. allegedly. But allegedly. all in all, with despite that, the funniest fucking moment of the night. I mean, well. Before I get to the funny moment, they brought people out that a lot of people wasn't expecting. <laughs> I know where you're going with that. <laughs> Greg, Greg Nice. Greg Nice. We've all seen Greg Nice. We've seen, I've seen Nice's room perform in Cortona Park one year. Killed it. Oh, I mean, and, yeah. And Greg Nice, Greg Nice looked like he didn't want to leave that stage at all. Nope. <laughs> he didn't want to leave that stage at all. The, the, I, I, I was going to say it before the night happened. I should have said, if Mad Lion comes out, KRS is hands down. It's, it's over. And what happened? It wasn't over. <laughs> I know. I was going crazy. KRS brought fucking Mad Lion out. I was super hyped. I, I love Mad Lion. Mad Lion, lesser known fact to y'all. His joint was one of the first records I ever bought, and it was the record Double Trouble with him and mm. Yeah, that was a bad who joint. Who could have? They could have did that joint, but he let him do Shoot to Kill. Perfect. The place went bananas. That. That, that that place went bananas <laughs> when it came out, bro. And Mad Lion is still Mad Lion. Mad Lion is still Mad Lion. It was crazy. He looked the same. He looked exactly <laughs> the same. Summer of 94, summer 94, we went to the Greek Fest, me, Kev, um, John, all of us. That whole like week, that whole summer, we played Take It Easy in the Whip. Like every single day we were going somewhere. That joint was banging in, in Kev's whip. That's they one of the most phenomenal crazy. hooks. That's one of the most phenomenal hooks in hip hop. Right? <laughs> that that, that kind of take it easy. Take that joint, 
That shit makes you speed on the highway when you hear that. You know what I'm saying? That makes you drive reckless on the highway when you hear that song. I know where you're going with the funniest part of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. When KRS brought Buckshot out, that was pretty interesting. He allowed him to do a joint. I thought that they could have did a joint off of their duo album. Once again, KRS one barely cracked the surface on what he could have done. Because the ill thing was when Kane brought out the Juice Crew, which, side note, TJ, you was there that night at Radio City. With yeah, us, right? Radio City, when they all came we out. Got, Yo, we that got was the first time they ever performed it live. Thank the you first for time. the thunder. We got to see <laughs> them. That We got to see them live perform the symphony. Every single member of the Juice Crew who was on that record was there in person, and that was the first time they've ever done that, ever. Rest Yo, you want to you want to see a place go wild when G Rap came out? Yo, Radio City was rocking. They would have to put me in a straight when G Rap came out. If I would have been there, they would have to put me in a straight jacket. Yo, Yo I'm telling you, JP, I, it was mm, nuts. I it only was. I went hype off of Ace. That was it. Like Master Ace was the one that got me hype because y'all niggas need to stop sleeping on Ace, yo. Y'all yeah, niggas who's sleeping on Ace? Not not us here. Not us. Okay. His catalog head. is retarded. His catalog is fucking impeccable. Is it's it's impeccable. Like there's nothing that you could say that this was a, a mid to down kind of nothing. Each album that man's ever put out could stand Solid. right next to each other. Next Solid. to each other. And then, too, besides another side note, one thing that could, that makes me love Master Ace even more is he's an Eagles fan, and his his high school football coach coached me on the Department of Sanitation team, Coach Riley. Word? And you hear his voice on the Falling Season album on one of the coach skits. I, that shit set me off like yo, I couldn't fucking believe it. But <laughs> let's let's finally let's finally get to <laughs> let's finally get to we was all let's... <laughs> ah, this is stupid. How ah, this is stupid <laughs> with the eyes. <laughs> we we were all hyped to see. Dos effects come out. <laughs> when, I was, Sun, yes. when Sun said, "Yo, we'll see y'all at our verses," it got quiet. <laughs> I almost threw my phone, crying, laughing. Maybe he meant the hit squad verses. Maybe he meant that. No, nah, no, <laughs> no. Dos effects no. isn't hit squad. Yeah, they were. They were part of it. Were they? Yeah. I don't. I don't they remember. Doc- squad too. I think they were part of Def Squad, not Hip Squad. Yeah. They were yeah, down yeah. with no. They were de- they were Def Squad with Eric Sermon. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Er- er- Eric Sermon. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. You're right. Eric Sermon got them out, but. Yeah. But they were yeah, at the Hip Squad reunion show though. They did perform there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they were. But they're all basically crew. That's what I'm saying. They're all the same under the umbrella. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that hit squad, hit squad was before the Death Squad shit. That was Death Squad right. came with the split of uh, Eric and Parrish. 
Okay. So right. they might have been on Parrish's side. Shout out to Harold Lemons in the comments. He said yes, they are. Of which side though? But that's that's irrelevant to him saying, see y'all at our who, who are they versing? Who are they versing you know, though? We we talked about <laughs> they, they they definitely I mean they could play album cuts and all that. They got 20 records, but do they have 20 records, 20 hits? No. Mm, no. They got three or four debuts. Right, and it's no disrespect to them. This just was mm-hmm. one of the that was one nah. of the most funniest moments in versus history, what in my opinion. No disrespect at all. That just was absolutely hilarious. It absolutely was hilarious. <laughs> but people were questioning, like, what when when they coming? What versus? What versus are they going to be doing? <laughs> Where we gotta get to though is the man that is in the background on the image on the image for the, the promo of this episode is Buster Rhymes. He got shouted out several times. I I believe they brought him up on stage or, or is there some show that he got brought up on stage? It was the flipped. night before. It was the night before, right? It was, it was and before. he put down the gauntlet, find me a worthy opponent. And to me, when you really, really think about Buster Rhymes, right? Certified legend. If you want to put him in your top five, top whatever's, to me, no he's, arguments in, there. He's, he's in the legends bracket of he doesn't need to be quantified by a number. <clears throat> Excuse me. He doesn't need to be quantified by a number. Who can really touch this man when you're talking about putting together a night of hits like Busta Rhymes. Very, I mean, honestly, like a Jay-Z would have to come out to face Busta Rhymes. LL? LL would could... Now I'm going in a different direction. Do you think Ghostface Killer do you think Ghostface Killer has he has enough catalog? Catalog. Oh, hell yeah, but we see but a lot of people aren't See, we know how dope Ghost is, but the French, but the French fan, the French fans, they wouldn't see it. Ice Cube too. Ice Cube Ice definitely Cube. would. Ice Ice Cube definitely definitely but has it. What we're talking Snoop. about though, when we yep, Snoop also, but when we're talking about this versus thing and the format that it's in now, <laughs> a. Small, small, very small handful. Yes, because he can, touches all five categories. You know what I'm saying? A very small handful can deal with that type of stage performance. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. With, Energy. With Split Star there, because Split Star would have to be there all night with him. You, you Barely anybody could touch them two together. Now... The one that everybody keeps bringing up is Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott. Only, in my opinion, it's not a valid battle. It's not. Missy got hits for days, especially if she was had the ability to play all the hits she wrote. Word. I, I, it's still not valid to bust the rhymes, in my opinion. It's not a good matchup. It's not a fair matchup for Missy. In my opinion, no shades on women. It it just wouldn't line up as a good matchup for me. To me. A cube. LL. Jamal even says Rick Ross in the comments. 
I know. Mm. No. Mm. And Ross and mm. Ross puts, I mean, I, I'm I don't play his music, but Ross but puts it, out banger after banger, hit after hit, all but the like you said, time. in terms of stage presence, you know what Hold I'm saying? T.I. Hell no. Hell Ross no. Ross is not doing that. Yeah. Who said T.I.? No. 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 T.I. would get embarrassed. Now, this here. Redman. There you go. That's it. Redman. Redman could possibly match his his energy, for sure. But, but again, this would be speaking to (laughs) Jamal owned it. He said, that was me. We know they made king with it. <laughs> but red man, red man performance wise could fit it, could match it. But when it comes to those songs and them hits and things like that, more people can identify with Buster than Red Man. We couldn't identify head to head with Red Man. But the casual folks that go to the verses that spend the seven, eight hundred dollars on a fucking ticket to get into these things. It they might not get it. They might not Dude, get it. Buster plays the intro to put your hands where my eyes can see. Places losing that shit, bro. Yeah. All you need is that baseline that coming do 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 do, and it's Doo-doo. people are losing it, losing Doo-doo. it. Yep, yep. And Redman, in my opinion, like he did against, uh, like he did against uh, Meth. He would have to dig in the dare and dog dares a dark side. You have to. He would have, he would have to. Have to. Have even to. though, even and though don't, don't, even don't forget, don't forget for Bust as well. Everything remains raw. That shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Raw. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to match albums, like Buster can just do the whole the coming album. That was the soundtrack yeah, exactly. to my life what, when it came out. Album? Album? <laughs> that was no, and if you really see, that's the other thing. Like, even some of these cats who want to really see Buster, how many of y'all even dug the Genesis album, which was damn near a, a Jay Dilla album? Let him right. play truck, yo. Let him play truck music from Jay Dilla that beat in a stadium. Do you understand that that shit would destroy windows in a stadium? Or, you know, like, if they put that in the Barclays, that would freaking crumble the Barclays just playing that beat alone. Just we're the sound and into, the octave. Mm. We're not even getting into collabos. He, he gets on with MOP. Forget it. The place is, the place is getting burnt down. Any agreement. The, the place is getting burnt down. Yo, the Little Wayne joint. Oh, no, the Chris Brown joint. The joy with Janet Jackson, please. I mean, you can we could go on for days talking about Buster's catalog, yo. But these two, I I would agree. If we were trying to really match and find a worthy opponent, yeah, Cube could throw in. We be clubbing, but that shit nah, was the- a banger. This shit was a banger too. <laughs> and we could look at it funny after the fact that the shit was a banger when it came out. You got to deal with America's most wanted album shit. You got to deal with against NWA shit that he, you know, he can. Yeah, he, Cube he can is deep. Mm. But Cube LL, deep. you want to talk about LL and the man who coined the term GOAT. LL has it for any generation you want. Any generation. Would LL agree to battle Buster, though? I, if the money is right, 
because we all know it's about this too. But LL versus Buster to me is thank y'all for bringing that out. That's the valid opponent for Buster Rhymes. Like again, because LL is another performer. LL has those quote unquote hits for the ladies, just like Buster did. LL Word. has them street joints. LL, I mean, you, you could go with his Walk with the Panther album. You could go with all his doing it, you know, do like what does Buster truly have to match doing it? The Janet Jackson joint. That's the only thing. Um, that's an L in my opinion to for Buster. Mm, I don't know. Does Buster have something for Mama said knock you out? I mean, that's where Wuha comes into effect or something early ooh, like that. Ooh, 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 ooh. I mean, L got joints. I mean, jingling baby. You know, love you better. Even that's and that's a smooth joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, LL, LL is, is it? Yeah, yeah. He's battle tested for sure. Yep. That called was the Ice Cube called Ice T's baby mama out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, mm -hmm. Shade, rock the bells. Rock the bells. I need this, love. This radio. I'm, I'm bad. Radio. I'm bad. Like, like LL can face Buster with just 80s joints the way these brothers is running down the catalog right now. Yeah. LL could face Buster with just 80s joints if he wanted to. As long as he yeah. doesn't, as, if, if, if this were to come to fruition, as long as he doesn't do deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark fin. <laughs> 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 see, but like, see, they bring it up round the way, girl. Jack the Ripper. Jack the like, Ripper. Ooh, yeah. Come on. Now, now I want to play some jingling, all that yeah. stuff. Now yeah. I want to play some LL joints, some old joints. But to me, that would be the best LL. LL versus Buster is like the lone, like you really, really, cause I, I get worthy opponent. If it ain't somebody like Jay Z. It's got to be LL. That's it. I, I real. I think we settled it here. Hopefully they see this. Four, three, two, one verse. Let him bring out cannabis. The crowd will go nuts. And let cannabis come out with a notebook. That would be even hilarious. <laughs> Just like he did. I got this whole book of rhymes here. Y'all don't want to hear me spit when he faced disaster. That would yeah, be hilarious. I shot you. I need a beat. Like LL, we we y'all just might have put up 20 joints right there. Yeah, we did. LL is a handful for everyone. Agreed. But forget ranking best verses and all of that. Who are some matchups y'all would like to see? Barring Barring Jay, Jay Z versus Nas, of course, we're bringing HHDG rules into this conversation. No more, <laughs> no, no more Jay Z versus Nas conversation. You know what I'm saying? No more Jay Z versus Nas conversation. But even that, I don't think is a fair matchup for Nas. I think Rakim would be a fair matchup for Nas, but that one could not be, in my opinion, could not be a stadium event. That one is made for the original format of verses. Shout outs to Kev Waters who mentioned the same thing also. But Nas versus Rakim to me would be a great versus. 
in an old school studio setup setting. Because we've seen Rakim on stage. And I'll leave that at that. JP, who do you think is a good who do you think is a good uh matchup out there that that, that could be put together? Like I like this one, even though it's kind of I like this one, EPMD versus run DMC. I like that. Dope. Yeah. How about hmm, Tribe versus the Roots? That would be that, dope. That would be fire. That would be dope. Versus hip hop purists, that would be yeah. That there yeah. that would there would be How a lot that? of there would be a lot of incense burning and and, and <laughs> candles and, and shit. And, 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 I got one more for you. How about the hieroglyphics hieroglyphics against the far side? Uh first far side, no. I I would I maybe Hyro versus Freestyle Fellowship. Hyro versus the first three albums were, were, were dope. They were they were they were two of them you can make for I mean the first one was a was a timeless classic. The other two were very, very good albums. But but for 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 Hyro, we need spit I I would even go Hyro versus Jurassic Five. I love me some Jurassic Five. I mm. do. So I never listened to Jurassic Five like that. Charlie Tuna, man. Charlie Tuna was my guy in there. But I, I Hyro, Hyro versus Tribe would be fire. Hyro yes. or Hyro, Hyro versus Native Tongues. How about mm. versus Native Tongues? No. No. Why not? No. That's two no, clashes and styles right there. Wu Tang, Wu Tang was smash. Well, I can't say Wu Tang was smash, but Native Tongues, Native Tongues versus. Because hmm. Native Tongues, you talk about the whole tribe. You talk about Daylight. You talk about Latifah. You talk about all that. And with Wu, you talk about not only Wu, but Ghost, Ray, all. And you know, they all had bangers. Beth, they all had it individually. That, that shit could go all night. That could be an all night. I like this, Ed. Slayer versus Metallica. Fuck Metallica because they started this. Uh, they they eliminated Napster, but <laughs> that that would be dope. Boot Camp versus Wu is a fair matchup. Boot Camp versus yeah, but that Boot Camp had some hits. Yeah, but that would be that would be. But now here here we go though. Yeah, I saw the other one. No. no, but hold on, hold on. Boot Camp versus. Hold on, no, this would make sense. Tribe versus Daylight, Black right. Thought yes. versus Black Thought yes. versus Black Thought versus Kendrick makes a thousand percent sense. Dope. But, but, but Thought don't have quote unquote singles like that. We so it would we be can't, we can't it, eliminate him with the roots. We it would be him. that's what I'm saying. It would be the roots versus Kendrick in in that kind of respect. But back to boot camp versus uh versus versus Wu or for Fuji's versus Native Tongues. No, I wouldn't give that because Fuji's 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 in a versus can only really play the score, and and then and then no, 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 because they you got Lawrence solo catalog, you got Wyclef solo catalog, Prize has does have a solo album. But you know it is what it is. Can, <laughs> hey, laugh, and I want. I, I'm glad that you laughed at that. Laugh at prize all you want. If it wasn't for prize, there wouldn't be a Fuji's. Indeed. If you, if you do the history on them, prize is the reason why that group was created. 
<laughs> it would no prize, no Fujis. But boot camp versus Wu Tang. As long as you were putting together cats doing joints off of the Wu Solo albums, and then is it going to be boot camp, aka, um, um, well, no, it was they were technically Black Moon, so the whole boot camp. Bernadette Price coming out doing Sean Price records. Rock comes So out. what about this? Full of fly Scotia, fucking you know Tech Steel. That would it. That would be a fair fight. That would what be a fair leaders fight. Of the, leaders of yeah, the new. What school. about versus Far Side? No. Le- no. No. Leaders of the new school okay. don't have enough, unless they just go off a of bus the joints. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Lauren versus Bahamadia. Interesting. Woo! Interesting. My opinion, Bahamadia could smoke Lauren on the mic, though Lauren is a legend, and there's no disrespect to saying that. But But Bahamadia versus Gene Gray. No? Latifah versus Light. That's an easy automatic one. Why not? Yeah, I like we're that. We're talking about because with let's remember. I mean, the tough thing we're 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 going to levels of purists in this culture. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like where 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 we would love to see dis disabled planets, diggable planets. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he got it right the second time. But we're riding with disabled planets. <laughs> that was a typing error, Jamal. That was a typing error. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He corrected. He corrected himself, but he said disabled planets versus fast five. That might that might work. <laughs> but in the like th- those would be for us. Those types of verses would be for us. Yeah, they're you not a crowd, like, crowd it, joint. It, yeah. yeah, you're not gonna get the masses. Like I said, the casual fans that want to be out at these things, you know, now I can go because I got a fucking shot in New York City. But <laughs> but uh, don't make me choke on the cigar, saying. <laughs> See, and that this is now I'm mad too because I had to miss Jamal's fucking event because I was being who I am. Some would call it stubborn me. I was sticking up for myself, but I I digress. But um, but yeah, like every one of them that we're talking about in here would be JP mentioned the one that would really go over with the masses. I mean, bound down to two queens and two two. Certified legends. Legend legends is is ideal. Dungeon Family Battle, Outcast versus Goody Mob. Outcast Ooh. wins it. Yes. Outcast wins it, but it would be a phenomenal show for for the world. <clears throat> um, if Scarface were to go up against somebody, Ooh. yes, Scarface that, versus that, that catalog is long. Scarface versus Ice Cube makes sense to me. Outcast, let's see Outcast versus the Goody Bob. How about Outcast versus the Ghetto Boys? <clears throat> no, because no. Ghetto Boys don't Outcast, have enough records. It'd be better if Outcast versus Tribe. Like, yes. I know people yes. would line up to yes. see yes. that. Yes. People would line up to see that. And that Outcast makes sense. Versus Tribe. That makes sense because Tribe influenced Outcast. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's kind of the same vein. Now this one. Rest Only in peace. Deep. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to P. Mm-hmm. Rest in peace, prodigy. But who could see Mob Deep? Mob that you want to deep. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about catalog that's deep, Mob Deep. My goodness, that's that's yeah. a tough. That that's Mob a tough deep, one. Mob Deep Mob and Outcast could match each other head for head. Ooh. Mob Ooh. Deep first, and it's a great, cla- it's a great class, it's a great clash of styles. It's a clash of styles. Well, we Mob- penalized the. Um, Native tongues versus the woo. We had to do the same thing with that. Penalizing in how? In what way? You said because it's different styles. Okay, but I but native. It's it because, all right. If you if we're looking at this thinking in wrestling terms, faction. Wu Tang is a faction. Native tongues is a faction. So if we we're going to do that, then Wu has to bring out Shaheem. Wu's got to bring out. Uh, uh, they got to bring out Sons of Man. They got to bring out Killer Army. Sleep on so, Killer Army all you want. You know what I'm saying? I like so this Mob Deep. Mob Deep versus Wu. Mob Deep versus Wu. Mob Deep versus Ray and Ghost would work because Max yes. Styles. And yeah, if we're talking style. You know, a style war. Boosie, and, Boosie and versus the Little Night X. We'll get the casual fans talking. <laughs> <laughs> Jamal is digging deep in the crates. Ultra yeah. Mag versus that's a that's a see that's a that's a beyond purist one. That's a beyond yeah. purist one because after Ultra Mag, you can really only go off a of cool Keith other than what said G might have wrote for people here and there, but you can really only go off a of cool Keith and cool Keith's catalog ain't even close to what. I mean, a lot of people can't identify with Cool Keith's catalog. I can. Shout out to the homie AP. He can, for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Ultra Mag 7 on IG. Please go follow that. My man putting up dope work on, on IG. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. Who'd I mean, you have who would you have Houdini go up against? Run DMC. But, but Houdini don't have... Houdini has, I mean, every one of their singles are certified hits, but do they have 20 joints? Mm. I mean, yeah, again, you could go to the albums, but right. how many people are going to identify with the album joints? That's a JP right. era battle. You know what I'm saying? No right. shots at your age this time, but that's a JP era battle that, you know, you know, run DMC, run DMC, run DMC versus somebody newer, a i.e. like 90s newer would would make sense but who you know what i'm saying like but who beat nuts would be and beat nuts native tongues beat nuts would be a good battle for a lot of people but that goes back to us <laughs> you know what i'm saying would you put the would you put the alcoholics in a battle alcoholics versus beat nuts would be dope would be not dope. on a, not on a versus level ooh not on a so- versus level so would you put them versus like Terror Squad? Mm. B nuts? No, it's alcoholics. Alcoholics, no, no, no. Woo okay. versus Woo. Shout out to Ed. Woo versus Beasties is very interesting. That would be crazy. That would be the, crazy because the Beastie Boys do have it, but that's a complete. They do that's a complete clash of styles. Like yeah, and and. A, and and a clash of styles is cool. 
a classic it's style is cool. It's different, but yeah. We got to pair the Beasties up with somebody right. They can that go against Red DMC. Beastie Boys versus yeah. Red DMC would be yes. epic. Now, they would lose just simply off of being, you know, they're going to look at, people are going to look at them as the white boys. And this is Run DMC we're talking about. But those two ran together at the same time. That's why it makes sense. Yo. Alright. A clash of tours. Wu-Tang and Rage Against the Machine versus... The Hard Knocks Life Tour? Oh, Hard Knock Life Tour wins. <laughs> as, much as, I, as much as I love Wu and Rage, as much as I love Wu and Rage, you're talking the Hard Knock Life Tour. You're talking Red Meth, X, Ja, ja Rule, DMX, the whole fucking state property, Jay Z. That's not fair. You want you want people to identify with records? Wu versus Public Enemy. Woo. Mm. Does Public Enemy have Ooh. 20 joints? Yes. Yes. Certified Easy. Easy. Yeah. The, um, okay. Okay. Fear of a Black Planet? You talking about, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got oh, 20 we, joints. We just They're spoke to your soul, JP. So, of course, you don't say yeah. <laughs> I said that that one spoke to your soul saying Public Enemy. So, that, you're going to say yes. Yo, P.E., yo. That, that would be a dude. That would be a... That would be my battle P.E. in a versus, though. Could the roots match P.E. in a versus? No. Yeah. Energy-wise, yes, it would be dope. Energy, no. Okay. Because, yo, I mean, <clears throat> boom, like, the roots is pure boom bap, in my opinion. But they have, they have different sounds here and there, too. But that Bomb Squad music on loudspeakers... They're getting drowned out. Yeah, they're getting, yeah, they're getting drowned out. But this versus thing, I mean, this versus thing started off with two beat makers slash producers. It did, it did. Who could challenge Matt Madlib versus Alchemist? That would be one for us, but that shit would be hard. I think AOs, I think ALC would win because more people could identify with Alchemist because of all of his more recent work. But to me, Mad Live is the best alive. He took the he took the best alive from Jay Diller, in my opinion. Or Mad Lib versus Mad Lib versus Just Blaze? Or Alchemist? More Alchemist versus Just Blaze. Yeah, that would be sick. I seen Just Blaze live. He's he's phenomenal, phenomenal. Dre versus Primo, that's a, like an obvious one. Mm-hmm. That's an obvious one. And sonically, that shit would sound amazing in the stu- in the in a in an arena setting. Yeah, maybe they need to do that. Like get some of these beat makers that like have worked with everybody and set up like say like you said set up Alchemist versus. Alchemist versus Just Blaze. And it's like Alchemist and Friends versus Just Blaze and Friends. And then you could get Alchemist with fucking That'd Axel be a four-hour show. That'd be four-hour be there. I'd be there for it, yo. He, I, he could bring out everybody, man. Freaking from Odd Future to freaking Action Bronson to fucking Mayhem Loren to freaking Griselda like he could bring out a bunch of killers, but then 
Just Blaze too can bring out Rockefeller artists, Dipset artists. He could bring out tons of people also. Like that would be ill. Like something like that would be dope. But on the dance hall scene, I want to go. I mean, if Vibes Cartel was out of jail, him and what's the name um that was going against each other, Gully versus Gaza beef, would be amazing too. Like have fucking vibes versus uh, what the, I can't. Why am I? So if you want to go reggae, I'm I would do Buju versus Capleton. Would be insane. Buju versus Capleton. With Sarah and the co- yeah, Mavado. Thank you. I knew it started with an M. Thank you. Buju versus Beanie would be insane, but Buju would versus, be insane. Buju versus Capleton is the one right there. Where's if Sarah's still watching, she knows and she is Buju all day for her. Buju yeah. versus Sizzler. Buju versus yeah, there's Sarah. She said Buju versus Sizzler or Sixler. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I know Sarah's taking Buju over everybody, but Buju versus Sizzler would work. Buju yeah. versus Sizzler would work for sure. Or bring out Elephant, Lady- Elephant Man versus Beanie. Elephant Ooh. Man versus Beanie, bro. Come you on. You want to talk energy. Ooh. You want to, the energy god is like the <laughs> Or I, I, I can't say Patrick because Patrick don't have that many hits. But Lady Saw versus anybody. Ooh. Lady Saw, like, like there's your Buster Rhymes in Dance Hall right there. Lady Saw versus anybody. Supercat Sean Paul. Supercat versus Shaba. Oh, Supercat versus Shaba. Work. Wow. Shaggy wow. versus Sean Paul. That, That's uh, for the pop crowd. It could work. It definitely everybody, works. It your definitely grandma works. could identify with, with them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but I, I don't know if y'all agree with that statement I just made, and we'll end on that one. Lady Saw is the Buster Rhymes in, of Dance Hall. Who can really see Lady Saw? I don't know. Elephant Man has that same type of energy. But... <sighs> Lady Saw is different, yo. She is different. <laughs> she is different. I'm not Lady gonna knock Saul, you. I'm not gonna argue with different. that. That's the and... <laughs> Jamal. Jamal agrees. Lady Saw too sharp for everyone. Whew. Please give us another clash uh, versus. They give us that again. Yeah, yeah. Well, give us yeah. a beanie. Oh. I, I oh get, bring bring do it like a sting, man. Bring out freaking do a. Again, Merc- yeah. Merciless versus Ninja Man. Merciless versus Ninja Man night. People need to see that. Bounty again, part two. Like, People need to see that. Without the cops knocking on the door. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I needed this conversation, y'all. This was dope, y'all. Y'all know what to do. JP? Oh, man. Shout outs, of course, to you, the mayor. Shout outs to TJ. Great show, you all. Like, like you know, this this versus thing was um, man, we we can still go on about it. Ed, 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 at fucking fucking movie. People who know me know how I feel about Tego Calderon. Don't know more. Yankee should be in there too, in there too. Somewhere. Perfect matchup. 
Gasolina. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, Don Omar versus Tego. Perfect. Nikki Jam versus Dad, Daddy Yankee. These two used to run like this, had their discrepancies. Perfect matchups. Send that shit to Swizz and Tim right now. Please do. <laughs> you, yes. Please do. <laughs> Oh, that place should be on fire. Yeah, go ahead, JP. I didn't want to cut you. Shout out to all the listeners um, out there as well and and those who support us. Thank you. El General, I don't know. I don't know. Boom, boom, mommy, mommy, mommy. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, this was dope. This was really dope. And you got the juices flowing for some really dope versus battles. Like, they, 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 they're at the tip of the iceberg with this thing. You can go deep, deep, deep in, in terms of genres and music catalogs and, and things of that nature. So that this was definitely a dope conversation. Um, shout out to all everybody in the comments today uh, participating. Shout out to you, JP. Shout out to you, Mr. Mayor. On a, on a, on a solemn day for you. But we I got your back, kid. I'm here with you. Um, Another dope you show. Just like me now. Fuck me. <laughs> Vax way before you even thought it was even cool. So <laughs> I still don't think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this was another dope convo. We should have probably got some more people uh, on the show for this one. But um, this this was dope. <laughs> this was dope. This was dope. Shout out to everybody. Sure. Real big ups to everybody in the comments. This was live. I'm glad I snapped out of a funk, but I'm just gonna end it like this. Besides the shout outs, y'all know where to go for everything. Fuck you, New York City, and all you politicians. Peace to disposable planets. Disposable planets. <laughs> <laughs>